Hey gang, what's going on? I know it's been a long time, I'm sorry. <laughs> How have you been? What have you been up to? I know you've been doing a lot recently, so catch the people up and let us know what. Yeah, so, so much has happened this year. So I guess I began the year like knowing, not knowing what I wanted to do, but knowing I wanted to do something different. So I started this, I started the podcast. I launched Flow Beauty Co and my everything oil, which has been a sellout success. Loving it. Since I brought it out. Um, I went to LA in April. Um, that was really cool. I met, well, I met Melody Asani, even though I've been speaking to her for years. That was really cool meeting her. I did a pop-up in her store. How'd that go? Um, it was so fun. And the funny thing, the funniest thing happened, right? So I've been, me and her have been messaging, but whenever she's in London, I'm busy. Or whenever I'm in LA, she's busy. Mm. And then I was in LA, I had another pop-up, it fell through. And so I was like, let me just hit up Melody. Like she has a store, let's just see. And like literally in a week, we got it secured. Then my stock. That's lit. Yeah, it was lit. Then my stock almost didn't show up. So I went through that whole issue. Like, God bless my parents. My parents came through. They helped me get my stock. That was great. Then I was just like, okay, let's just drive to Palm Springs. It's Coachella weekend. I saw. You was driving like crying. And I'm like, let me just stop for a second. Because that car was lit. I was like, what? Plus popping. Like. Yeah, so I got the... I obviously had to get a Mustang. Yeah, I saw. I was no, 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 sorry, Flo's out here, like, she's really, really living the MBM Flo life, because that literally embodied Oh yeah. MBM Flo, I was like, yes. I wanted yes. to drive a Mustang for so long, like, like even some of, like, my brother, like, he's really into cars, and he was like, that out of every car you could hire, why would you hire a Mustang? I was like, you don't no, get you it. Don't get it's it. aesthetics. <laughs> you don't Sometimes get it. Sometimes things don't have to make sense. Listen, but it made all the sense. I literally was like, this is MDM flow. Like, it was so on brand and it was so on you, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, yes, girl, I got some Mustang fashion. <laughs> so, yeah, driving the Mustang, went down to Palm Springs. We got, like, invited to some industry party. So, we're like, well, you know what? It's going to the parties is as good as going to Coachella. Yeah. But going to breakfast one day, my friend sees her friend who works at Sony and she's just like, we're going back to LA. We've got Coachella passes. Do you want them? I mean, yeah. 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 I'll take those. I'm not going to pretend to not, like, to be like, yeah, I'm about that life. I was just like... You're asking me, like, make this thing on my hand right, right now. Right now, like, well, you ask questions before you even said the question. I was ready, like, let's Literally. go. So that was fun. So did Coachella, did the pop-up at Melodies, went to New York, met loads of really cool people in New York, did a lot of press um, meetings up there. Just, like, meeting my friends. Like, it's, I'm at a point in my career where a lot of the people in the industry, there's so many people in the industry who have helped me so much and I love so much, mm. but I've never met them. Mm. So that for me was like, I just want to meet, like I want to meet Emily, who was the editor at Elle, who like did a massive piece about me in 2016, but she couldn't meet with me because she was busy. And so I'm going to just have a meeting with her in her new role. And then like, just that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it was just, and also because I knew I wanted to do something different this year and just kind of spend this year like exploring. I was just like, let me just meet people. Let me get inspired did all of that um came back i wanted to launch another product for flow Beco, but i didn't end up doing that i just kind of like this year i just went with the flow i think very well should the name literally just went, went with the flow 
um, a couple of weeks ago joined Fan Bites, head of retail partnerships, like learning about the wonderful world of TikTok, selling social media campaigns. Like I've not like there's legit content out there of me saying I will never ever work for someone else. <laughs> and then for me to end up in a position where I'm working for a company and not only am I working for them, they're a super fast growing startup, super cool, super young team. I'm the oldest person in the team. It's just weird. Like that just doesn't happen kind yeah. of thing. And so, but again, it was just like 2019 flows year. I, I guess it's like a wonder year. Just like, oh, I wonder what would happen if I just book a flight to LA. I wonder, literally, and stay there for a month. I wonder what would happen if I do a pop-up. I wonder what would happen if I dress Palm Springs. I wonder what, and it was just like building up on that wonder. And so now I'm just like, I wonder what will happen if I bring a podcast back. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I just kind of, I feel that in being experiential and experimenting in this year, it's just made me also for the first time really reflect on my story mm. and so that's why I was like I want to share my story but I don't want to share it like in the PR way like oh, through a magazine article or whatever I want to share it with someone who knows me so you can be like no don't I so that's where I come in um, I'm going to do a quick intro to me I'm Bookie and I used to do the PR and influence, the influence relation management, everything basically that needed doing. You used to manage my calendar. Basically, like anything that needed <laughs> doing, like, my like, right hand. <laughs> I would do for MDM Flow. And it was quite interesting because kind of my journey into the world of MDM Flow was, a, was an interesting one. So I used to do makeup. I used to do makeup artists and I was like, oh yeah, I want to make my own products. I used to play at home and like try and make things, but it just wasn't going the way I wanted and I just wanted to learn more. And I, I used to be across like all the copy brands. And so when I seen MD on phone, I was like, oh my God, this is brilliant. And then I was like, oh, Flo's Nigerian as well, right? Oh my God, I need to be involved. <laughs> and um, I found that you knew some people I knew. So I remember mm-hmm. I had emailed you, but I'd also reached out to people I knew who knew you to um, just like test people. You. Literally, I was like Twice. pestering them all the time. Like, have you, have you messaged Flo? Have you messaged Flo? Messaged her again? Have you messaged Flo? Yeah. And um, she got back to me and we ended up setting up a meeting and we met in Topshop. Yeah, we met downstairs in Topshop shop and it was just such a cool meeting and I went in there just kind of like because I'm not gonna lie in the I guess I'm gonna say the UK scene of people you know making moves and building brands and building businesses I can honestly say a lot of them have this you can't really sit with us um, yeah. attitude yeah. and I say it because I've lived there I've been around a lot of people and because I don't shout about what I do a lot of people don't really give me the time of day not knowing <laughs> I can make your life but Flo literally came like open hearted she was so kind like she was so willing to hear me out I was like I need help <laughs> you can help me can you literally like, like no it was brilliant and like she she knew so much about like what she was doing about the beauty industry like I was talking about lime crime and yeah oh, do you know, so do you know what's so funny right because I went and obviously I have a lot of people message me about working with MBM Flow and, and getting experience with the business and at that point as well it was kind of like it was we kind of just got really really popping yeah. all of a sudden and so all of a sudden I had like this insane workload and it was kind of like I need worker bees I don't just need like people who just love who love what I'm doing and love the brand I need someone who can like essentially get shit done and 
I'd met with so many people and when I met you, you just knew so much. Oh. I was like, she knows the brand, she knows the founder. Do you know, there were brands that I said to you that I'd mentioned to other people and they'd been like, I've never heard of them before. And you were like, oh yeah, they started here and they did this and I'm on their mailing list. I'm like, I didn't even know they had a mailing list. Yeah, so I was like, oh, listen, cause I used to be like a product, like if a product come out, I'm trying it. If yeah. I don't like it, then I don't like it. Yeah, if I like it, I'm You're like, this ain't good, this is great. I'm Listen. like, she's me. <laughs> I'm good for products. There's, ah, oh, I can't. And it was just so nice being able to speak to you, you being so down to earth. Yeah. And um, she was just like so willing to help me. And I remember that day because I was so honest with her and I said to you, you know, I want to start my own brand. And yeah. my thing going in was, obviously now you know me and I'm just going to say what I want to say. Yeah. But there was that nervousness of if I tell you that, you might not be willing to oh, yeah, work yeah. with me because it might be like, well, you could be my competition one day or something like that. But I told you and you were so open and saying, I remember you clearly saying, listen, anything you need to know, ask me, I will help you out. Any yeah. advice you need, I'll help you out. Anything you want to learn, like it's good. And for me, that just showed how how giving you are as a person I feel like part of what makes MBM flow so great is I feel like you're giving so much of yourself to the business because you care about what people receive and that shows even in the way like you you know you can't be making your head too big you keep something inside but no it really made me feel good because I felt like this is someone who's willing to support me you've just met me today and again I maybe you don't know in the future I could be your direct competition but you were still willing to stay in this space for all of us and to be honest like I want that because I feel like there's no there's no way you can give me like everything in terms of especially at that point that the the help and the support and the work and everything it took if you weren't able to like be yourself to fully actualize to fully express yourself and i i see that in other people because i'm like that mm. if i can't be myself if i can't be flow if i can't do my thing i can't i can't give I feel if i'm you. holding back i can't give i feel listen yeah i feel you <laughs> i completely completely feel you um but yeah no that's literally how we met from that day i joined the team and it was me you and liberty yeah um, liberty can't be with us here today but shout out Liv. my babe she's living her best life i'm not gonna shout out the brands that she's got all and popping yeah but, but when she's i say doing yeah, her thing. she's doing her thing we'll get you back Liv. it was we will <laughs> but um no it was just brilliant like and Working with you two and seeing just how passionate, like, seeing how passionate you are about building the brand. And, like, mm-hmm. the thing with Flo, I think what I really appreciated about you is nothing was, like, off limits. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like you were willing to try different things to see what worked. Because I was desperate. <laughs> Tell us about this desperate time. Yeah, like, um, what year did you start? So, I think that was 2015. Oh, so that was, oh, yeah, that was before the 2016 so you went on the real, real Yeah, that was, it was definitely 2015 because it was, I finished uni in 2014 and then remember it was just before I started my masters as well. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, it was 2015 maybe oh, towards so the- you started before Liberty? No. Liberty was already in when she was finishing at um, LCF. Oh, yes. So we were like, okay, yeah. And then she joined uh, fully. Yeah. When she was, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Oh, wow. That's when everything happened. That was a, that was a busy time. I remember yeah. that. That was a very busy time. Like, there was, you were getting so many, like, press bookings. Yeah. You know, talks, things like that. Like, what was everything that like was still handmade. Yeah, you were still working in the shed. 2015 was so crazy because it's, it's so crazy, like, you being here. Because I think a lot of the things that I attribute to 2016 actually started in 2015 
And I think sometimes I see 2015 as like just a blur mm. because there was just so much happening. So yeah, it was mad. That year, so earlier on that year, I'd quit my job. I remember. <coughs> was I still working when you worked with me? Um, you li- I think you just quit. Okay. So you just quit and you were just in the process of like giving your whole full time to MDM Flow. So I remember it being such a manic time. Of yeah. Like, constantly trying to fill orders because yeah. there were quite a lot of orders coming in. And yeah. And you were making everything still handmade yeah. from the shed. And I remember like, I like that's when we started the Lipstick Labs as well. Oh, yeah. And so that was, yeah, that was a very busy time. Yeah, so at that point, like, the business was like starting to, I decided that I'm just going to focus on this. I'm going to do whatever it takes. And loads of little things were working, but nothing that felt sustainable mm. in terms of, it was like, if this, when this order goes out, if another one doesn't come in, like that could be it kind of thing. Mm. Cause it was like burst here, burst there. And I think, because of the like the like let's just deal with it let's do let's it was kind of like promote um order get the order fulfill and this kind of like non-stop yeah on one hand i felt like the momentum building but then on the other hand i felt like this is this is just sand do you get what I mean? I do. Like it's I do. not real. And I remember, was it 2015 when we were in the that DJ studio making lipsticks? I think it was 2015. It was, so it was yeah. It was in December. It was in December. It was, um, and we did like a pop-up. Yeah. Then, yeah, and we were making, um, you were making like some of the regular colours which you had like standard there. And yeah. And you were making um, one of a kind like yeah, yeah, people yeah, were coming yeah. up and like show, you did, basically did a lipstick lab there. Yeah, well. yeah. And I remember, like, that day just thinking, like, I can't do this forever. Mm-hmm. Like, on one end, just, like, knowing that the business is growing, but because I'm making everything myself, I physically, as a human, yeah, can't make everything. And then I remember, like, trying to... Like, doing lab sessions with, like, you and Liberty to help me, but then it was also, like, but I want you guys to focus on other areas of the business, mm-hmm. and I don't just want to, like essentially bring you into doing what I do and then let other areas go yeah and it was it was just tough it was really tough yeah I remember (laughs) it was really really tough it was a lot like you were working so hard like I remember there'll be times like you were up late just like in the shed making lipstick yeah oh yeah because back then because now I have a rule that I have to be in bed by midnight yeah oh no that was not the case before I was in the lab till like early hours it was like, and I like, even send emails because sometimes I'd be like waking up I get emails from Flo at like 3 in the morning I'm like what why is he not sleeping and then you see her like on, on Instagram like you're mixing yeah. it's like 4am like have you slept like have you yeah. taken a break for yourself yeah. so if you had to look back on that time yeah. what is the one thing that you say that you is there any, uh, let me change that is there anything you would have changed about it or do you think that you know what actually everything happened the way it was supposed to happen honestly the only thing I would change is I would have done it earlier because mm. I, I had I needed to go through that um, and I think because I launched the business in 2013 yeah 
and I had to deal with so much like stuff in terms of my confidence in terms of and like I launched my business at a time when entrepreneurship wasn't really sexy Mm. especially here like everyone else on my degree went and got like graduate jobs they were earning a lot of money they were going on holidays living their best lives and so it took me a while to get over the fact that that's not me and it could be me Mm. kind of thing and I think I, I was always kind of thinking about what I was missing out on and I think in 2015 is when I really like tapped into like no this is this is what I need to do yeah and so yeah and I'm glad I did it and I think the learnings that came from it was just basically like we need a system we need to like straighten things up and and it it was nice as well having you in liberty because it meant that like I wasn't deciding everything on my own and I wasn't going through it on my own Mm -hmm. and sometimes when I felt like I can do this you guys would be like, no, you can't. <laughs> to be the voice of reason. Literally. Yeah. No, that's that's amazing. I think, I like that you said that you realised that's something you had to go through because I think a lot of times with, with life lessons, whether it be in business or just in your personal life, you go through things at a time and in that moment you don't really even realise like why you're going through it mm. and it's when you get out of it and you move further and you can look back and reflect and say, actually, I see how this has got me to where I am today. Yeah. And I think especially when you talk about entrepreneurship wasn't sexy back then like right now everyone wants to be an entrepreneur everyone's trying to do their own thing but I can testify to say actually them times and because me and you only one year apart so I know when everyone was graduating and everyone was out here getting jobs they're flying now I'm saying and we're just like trying to get this business going so it does become difficult but sticking to it and like now, look at you, out in LA, riding my stags, living your best life. Still working. <laughs> when, when do I get a break? But you love it. Like, yeah, I feel I like, do. what if you, what am I trying to ask here? Hmm, I'm going to have to cut this whole thing that I'm saying out now. But what I want to know is, if you weren't doing MDM flow, what would you be doing? And do you think that eventually you would always have come to the point of starting your own beauty brand? Because I know that you're super passionate about beauty. Like you, and the thing is, I think what people don't really maybe understand about Flo is, she's not even just passionate about the project, she's really passionate about the business side as well. Like, she's always listening to some podcast, <laughs> or reading some book. <laughs> what like, what podcast did you listen to today? No, I'm not joking, like, I guarantee if I ask you, what podcast did you listen to today, Flo? Um, I, I did listen to a podcast today, but I was reading the business of fashion <laughs> on Huda Qatar. I'm looking at it right now, like literally. And I think it's brilliant though, because, you know, a lot of people, they want to get into certain things, but they don't do the work to enhance their craft yeah. and enhance their knowledge. And I think that is one thing that sets you apart from, because I'm going to be very real, okay? Like I said, I wanted to get into that space. I yeah. wanted to start my own beauty, you know, my own line of cosmetics. And that was just based off of my love for cosmetics you know i didn't have the the passion to be reading all of these like business mm. facts and things like that and i know a lot of other people who tried to start their own cosmetic lines as well people that i know personally and th- it didn't go as far and i think a lot of the attributes to you genuinely not only care about the products you care about the business side of things as well and yeah. you did everything you could to enhance yourself and develop yourself so what is it that is that something is that how you've always been or is it something that kind of came along with you building the business um, I think to answer your first question about what I would be doing, I think I would always be running a business, always, mm. um, because I've wanted to. It's so funny. I've always wanted to be a boss, 
even before I knew what being a boss was. I think like I like I always often say like how much I love Kamara Lee Simmons, but she had a show Life in the Fab Lane, which I remember. I love I love that show so much, and I just love the fact that she could walk into a room and be like, guys, we're gonna make this happen, and it would happen. And obviously, it's TV and it's edited, and they make it look sexy. If only I knew the real real. <laughs> but just that idea of like making something from nothing, creating something like the fact that something doesn't exist right now. Yeah. That in a year, in two years, in five years will become so normal because it like someone has that like inspiration. The fact that Uber is normal now. The yeah. fact that when you like obviously everyone says like, oh, when you think of Apple, you don't think about actual Apple. You think of the Apple and stuff like that. It's just again like. Like even Bumble, like Bumble, so many of my friends are on Bumble and it's just kind of like, that wasn't a thing. That was not a thing. Like there's, thing. there's so many things that just weren't a thing that are a thing. And the, the idea that somebody did that has always been like, yeah, that's me. I want, I want to be that somebody kind of thing. Mm. So I think like I definitely would have been in business. Um, to your second question, which I've forgotten like you picking up you know all the business things so re- listening to podcasts yeah. reading, um have you always been that way you're interested in all of these things always something that came along with um starting a business and you thinking actually i need to do more to enhance my knowledge um i think i've always been like passionately curious about things mm. and i think like growing up sometimes it wasn't directed in the right places so i was that kind of person who it was like someone do you remember myspace yes if someone had like a really cool background or filter or like glitter thing on their myspace i and i like it and i want that mm. i'm gonna figure out how, how to, to get that it. so it was just always like kind of like any just kind of almost in a like design your life kind of way yeah and so i think like that's just my strategy around anything like even to like if i want to meet someone like not even business related like I guess the easiest way is like if I want to be a guy and like I, I want to date your tips like I want to know what kind of places you hang out mm. I want to know like what stuff you're into and I guess it's like it's all the like usual whatever like stalk your social blah blah but I'm not just going to stalk your social and your Instagram and your Twitter I want to look on your LinkedIn as well because <laughs> I want to like know like where you're at I want to kind of like not even just on a what jobs has he done but like what content is he liking what is he sharing like where's your head at kind of thing and I think that's the like strategy that I have around anything that I'm interested in and just in a way where it's it's and trying to not be superficial about it which is really hard especially in like today's world where it's just like instagram everything's super glossy everyone's living fabulous like you see people out they look fabulous so really really not so much looking at like oh where do they live like what because i can sure i can google and find out how amazing Huda's house is yeah or like what car she's driving or whether she's got a pj and all these things but actually i, I kind of want to know but like the nitty gritty like when did you start why did you start what strategies what's your valuation um what have you been what have you put developing in what products did you develop that you threw away like all those kind of learnings to me just means that i'm i'm standing i'm i'm starting and standing from a point of okay 
this has been done before. Mm. This hasn't been done before. This has been done before and it's worked. This has been done before and it didn't work. And just, I just want to be in the know. I want to know all those little things. And then off the back of that, make my decision and make my move. I hear that. I hear that. So I want to jump into 2016. <laughs> because 2016 was a year. 2016 was fun. 2016 was you know what? 2016 was my rich year because I remember that I just kept paying for our dinners. I was like, guys, we should go to <laughs> dinner. dinner. Yeah, <laughs> well, like we have a TV and a film. We're like, oh, it's fine. We'll expense it. Literally. Just that, and then I should I order dessert? All the dessert. Like, yeah, it's fine. And then we got the office in 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We lost the office in 2017. <laughs> I won't call it a loss. I'll call it a. Girl, um, we lost the office. I didn't pay rent. We had to move out. Like, let's keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like for you? So let's start with 2016. Like, what was the defining moment for you in 2016? The defining moment for me in 2016. Again, 2016 was very similar to 2015 in terms of getting more orders. Mm. But now it's kind of like. Oh, it's not just a couple hundred or a couple thousand. It's like 10,000, mm. 20,000, 30,000. And I think when you, and like I never talk about numbers because it's you and your hair and you I have to keep it real. <laughs> like going from like getting an order that is, I don't know, a thousand pounds, two thousand pounds to getting an order that's 10,000 pounds and knowing that even building up my confidence in myself it's just so trippy because I went from like this scarcity like I don't know where my next order is going to come from to suddenly feeling like this is never going to end like what's that movie um where they're like throwing the money um uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Ah, yes. Wolf of Wall- that kind of feeling. Like, obviously, okay, we, did, yes, like, yeah, we didn't move that mad. Like, we didn't do any of that stuff. Like, we all, like, as far as you guys know. I'm, I'm a child of God. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we, we were well behaved. It was just kind of like, yes, I'm in my flow. I'm in the money. And I think so many things, there were so many like good things. Like, obviously, we launched in Harvey Nichols. Yeah, I was actually going to ask about that. So, we're going to get yeah, into that. Yeah, so it was tough. Yeah, it was for a lot, yeah. but we did it. We yeah. made it happen. Like I had the super big nasty girl order to mm-hmm. fulfill the liquid mats launch with that naming session that we had. Yes, uh, <laughs> listen, yeah, mm, that was that was a fun time, but that was difficult because we were like we were in Ace Hotel. Yeah, and it was like listing. Okay, what could these possibly be called? Yeah, how do we decide? And then I was the like, right no, 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 literally, no. I was like, no, no. <laughs> No, I remember like, what's my favorite one? My favorite was retro. Oh, yeah. I it. And literally, it was like, when she said yes, I was like, yeah, we've got one. Yeah, we've got one. And then it just, it was so, and then it got to a point where I was like, we're stopping for today. No more names because all our ideas have been crap. And then we'll come back tomorrow. We'll group. Literally. But like, it's so crazy because not all of those names that I would say they're really simple. Oh, and yeah. like, they oh, fit yeah. each of the products so oh, yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing to see. I definitely want to speak to you about online retail versus um, in-store retail. Uh, versus all the crap we had to do with. Yes. So obviously <laughs> I know what that looks like yeah. from behind the scenes. But share with the people listening what your experience was with the two. It's so hard because physical retail got my business to where it is today. Yeah. Physical retail meant that I could pay for our dinners. I could pay for the office. Um it meant that it went from just like 
this concept and an idea to like an actual business like it just gave us money mm. like essentially like cold hard cash when the PO came in it was like we've got a PO like <laughs> we've got money in the bank kind of thing and I think that was nice but I think the success that came with that made me a bit lazy um, and I think it meant that I abandoned the community mm. and I think through 2016 it was so retail intensive that like we didn't even like our socials kind of fell off I felt like we were just just almost like on a bragging train but bragging to the people we should have been selling to mm. and so I felt like our community were happy that we got into these retailers but it's like you're going into the retailers you're acquiring more consumers but your actual followers and your actual customers are not engaged mm. and so it was just like almost like always chasing like the big the big and just expecting that the community would still be there yeah. but the community is not going to be there if you're not giving them anything and I think so as much as it was like a fabulous year in terms of like getting those orders like going to Australia was like one of the most incredible moments that I was had amazing. literally that was la- amazing. like launching up a, like my product in like the biggest beauty retailer in Australia yeah. like I've never wanted to even ever go to Australia it's not like I've never thought that this is somewhere I was going exactly in terms of my business as well. So that happening, like I think it was so transformational, and so and we were just winning. And when you win, like you get lazy, and you just think about the things that you're winning, and you don't actually like maybe look at like your blind spots mm. or we didn't anyway because we were like I don't want to say we were young because obviously like what does was that gonna do with anything? But I think more like we were kind of a, a bit naive, I guess. I agree, but I also disagree because okay. I don't feel you got lazy. And again, this is me speaking as someone who was part of the team. Yeah. Lazy is not a way I would ever use to describe you. I think oh, wow. what it was that is... No, not literally, because the thing is, it was, for example, where things have fallen off um, with social that may have seen like... Um, you know, consumers weren't being as engaged. It wasn't because you were sitting at home doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no point you would ever call Flow and Flow's not working. So yeah. it was just that where you would have had more time to feed into the community before yeah. that time was now having to go into fulfilling these large orders yeah, with, these, yeah, um, yeah. with these um wider retailers yeah. working again other retailers because there's some retailers that you know i remember not gonna name any names but there were some massive retailers that we were working to get in with them yeah. and like having to change things and with the with these um different businesses there's a lot that comes with negotiating to get into their yeah, businesses yeah. where you have to tweak so it just it used us it exactly so it took so much of your resources yeah. So I wouldn't say it was a lazy. I think it was definitely it was definitely a learning curve. Yeah. But I think you know it was beneficial because you got to see actually. Yeah. This is in the lane for me, and yeah, I don't and I care. And I care more about this. I yeah. care More about my consumer. I care more about like I want people who like my business to love my business. Mm. I want people who are have have any inkling of an interest in it to be able to say that's for me like yeah. Flo created this for me more so than being able to shout about the fact that like other people like you know in terms of other big name brands or other big name retailers see value in it so actually yeah you're right and that's why I only I could have only had this conversation with you <laughs> no because I'm literally like lazy again that's not <laughs> when I would use because Flo's working like there was times I know you were not sleeping yeah. you were literally back to back on flights like yeah. you would be going from LA and then going to go to Australia to come yeah. back here to go to Scotland to go and do a talk with EDF oh, yeah, and like yeah. you were literally all over the place doing so much to 
one be the face of the brand yeah but also run the brand so if we talk about that what has it been like being the face of MDM flow and also being the the boss of MDM flow because you essentially represent the, the, the brand in everything and every yeah. aspect of your life so what's that been like for you it's so funny because I think my in wanting to be a visible founder it was something that I did primarily to promote the business mm. because it's just like the more I chat the more people see my face the more people buy and then I think seeing the impact that that, that had particularly on young girls like even you mentioned the EDF campaign like going to primary schools and seeing young girls be like oh my god you make lipsticks I want to be, be a scientist too I was like yeah this is my shit man <laughs> I was like I want to I wanna do this like this is how I want to activate and so I think that pushed me into that even more and I think like the beauty industry has changed so much like for the first time ever like most of the exciting brands and the up-and-coming brands and fastest growing brands are led by women founders and that's incredible because there was a point when that wasn't the case mm. when all the founders or all the senior people were all men yep. and the forefront was like women in terms of like models and and stuff like that so just also knowing that i'm a part of this very important time in the industry and i'm a black woman and i'm a young woman and i'm a scientist it kind of like I feel I kind of feel like I don't have any choice like it, it would be sad if nobody knew about my story and mm. and and how I got to where I am but I guess also in terms of doing that alongside running the business I think I always just thought oh because it is I'm just talking about myself like it's not hard but I think as the business scales and as the business changes like it is hard because like sometimes I just need to shut up and put my head down and and trying to do both yeah is hard it and it, and it was hard and I think it led to periods of like burning out and and when things went wrong feeling like I've got to go and give an interview I've got to go and I feel crap and mm. I feel like things aren't going the way what story do I tell like it was only twenty. End of 2017, 2018, when I actually publicly started talking about when things went wrong in the business. Yeah, I remember, yeah. Because for like for the whole of 2017, like when we were starting to see a downturn in sales, and I I realized I didn't want to grow through retail anymore. I felt not embarrassed, but I I didn't feel confident, and I um not being confident kind of made me feel. And I know I'm jumping the years, but it kind of made me feel like I don't want to. I don't want people to know this. And then I got over it and I was like, actually, I do want people to know this. Yeah, because it's part of your story, yeah. you know what I mean? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Exactly. And I feel that the brand has come out even stronger for it because where you look at where you are now, you've launched so many products. I remember, like, when I joined MDM Flow, we had the... Um, the cellulite lipsticks. Yeah. Um, six six colours. Mm -hmm. And then the um, mascara. And fast forward, you know... Yeah. You've had the liquid baths. Yeah. You've had um, the oils you've done. Yeah. You've had the flow, the bomb flow. Like yeah. you've had so many different things. And yeah. I remember sitting in meetings with you, and I I know you weren't even like thinking that far oh, ahead. Oh, you yeah. know. So to see you've been able to formulate all these um, new creations and things that are so in line with flow. And the thing is, like 
for people who don't know you, I can tell you like, Flo is fly. Listen, Flo stays fly. She comes with a correct trainer, <laughs> a correct bag, a good shoe, a popping cheek, a good highlight. Like, Flo is fly. And I feel like the products embody you. And I don't know whether people really understand that when you put something out, you are literally putting your soul into yeah, these things yeah, and putting yeah, your essence yeah. into them. And I think that's what makes it amazing because all your products embody you. Yeah. And I think that's really a key part to what makes you so successful because you're really, really pushing yourself and really yeah. giving yourself yeah. to the world. Um, I want to ask a question because you talked about, you know, being burnt out and um, the struggles of even, like, sharing some of the maybe not-so-great times. Yeah. I want to talk about the people around you that help you keep moving forward. Yeah. And, like, just the importance of that, because for me, something I think is strong is the importance of community, and that being yeah. the community of um, supporters of the brand, but also your personal community and yeah. the people directly supporting you, like your family. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about the people in your life that really, really kept you going and that, how they helped you. Yeah, I definitely like have to start with you and Liberty to be honest, because I think I think in being honest and we had a real culture of honesty. I remember in 2017 when I was in Nigeria and I sent you guys a message on the Slack and I was like, girls, I'm so sorry. I don't know if I'm going to be doing this anymore. Mm, And I said and I was like, if you need any help in whatever it is that you want to do, let me know, because the way I'm feeling I don't know if this brand is going to yeah, be... Yeah, I remember that message. I remember. It was like December. It was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it was like Christmas times. And then, and then you both messaged me back and you were like, look, Flo, like, we know you're going through it kind of thing. Things are hard, but, like, we've got this far. Mm-hmm. And actually, and it was so funny because I was kind of like... I just want to help you out and make sure you guys are okay. I don't want this to negatively impact your careers. And you both were like, whatever we need to do. <laughs> we're going to do it. <laughs> it's not yeah, like, you guys were just like, listen, we've got this. Um, we're going to help you. We're going to help you get out of this. And I was just like, well, okay, this is not just me. Like this brand isn't just my thing. It's our thing. So that was incredibly helpful um for a lot of the business I was in a relationship I'm not in that that relationship anymore but like I've got a lot of support on that end in terms of just again like having someone there that I could just like offload to Mm. in terms of like I don't really feel like I can tell anybody else what I'm feeling right now yeah but I'm in a relationship with someone who I can share that with and that was really helpful for me at that time like my parents have been insanely supportive um and like sometimes I feel like I'm like at a massive advantage to loads of people like I I I didn't like come from a background or have parents that could like put you know money on the table or six seven figures like they've helped out how they can Mm. but just in their support and in their belief of me and in some ways like going in for a ride or going on a ride that wasn't their journey yeah like it's just kind of like they've just you know they've built like a really nice stable foundation for me and my brothers like worked so hard their whole lives pass through education i like graduate i'm set to just you know be really nice and safe and then i go <laughs> it's like w- what child is this yeah, trust me i'm a my dear parents i'm sure for them it was like literally, literally like, what, what child is this 
is. Um, but then in the hard moments, they're like praying with me or like helping me out with all this or just being like, girl, what is up? Like, yeah. are you okay? And just having that sense of care. Like for the last couple of years, like since starting the business, I've been living at home and like, again, like never ever feeling like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Kind of thing. Like always that feeling. Like, like my dad is legitimately said to me, like, you like, anytime you need to be here you can kind of thing and then even in like being like oh yeah I'm off here tomorrow I'm off here next week or can you do this can you be around to pick up this order yeah and just always like being available has been helpful and like I have incredible friends like doing incredible things I have friends who are journalists who've like written my press release or helped go through it or helped me with like pitching for things and just I just feel like I'm just in a really sweet spot in terms of not only the people I have in my life, but also the types of people that I attract in terms of them being able to give value. But I also know like the other side of that is knowing that I have to also give value to others. Mm. I want to touch on, we talked about this earlier when you talked about like being able to go out now and meet people who supported you through the years that you've never met, that you've made them online. And I call them virtual connections. Mm. what would be your advice to anyone starting up a business on making virtual connections? You know, everyone's not like necessarily a people person. Mm. So what would be your advice to them on if they wanted to go out there and just start getting themselves known in other lanes? Because it's easy to build a community. Like, for example, we're in London. Yeah. So to go out in London network, that's cool. But yeah. when you're trying to build a business such as any employee, you're trying to go global. Yeah. How do you reach these other people um and show your seriousness like how did you build those connections um i i'm a relationships person Mm. like it just comes so naturally to me so i have to put that out there because i know for people who aren't naturally like that like it's a bit harder um but for me it's always looking at how am i being communicated to what do i like and what do i dislike Mm. i'm always trying to mirror what i like and always trying to stop myself from doing to others what I don't like. I hear that. So even in terms of like being approached, like if I'm going to approach you, I'm going to approach you from a place of like, I would appreciate your support on this, but this is how I think I can be of value to you. Or like, this is how I think this plays into the bigger picture. Because I think sometimes like people forget they're talking to other people and it's just like, hi, I'm, can I have? And it, it shouldn't be that. It's like, hi i'm connecting with you because i think you're really cool Mm. or i need something from you in some way but the bigger picture is in us connecting or working together in this way i think it could lead to this for you and just always that kind of like fluid exchange in terms of value because like you you just like in being a taker like people see a taker from a mile off and and it turns people off yeah so like being a giver in even in communication and making that clear because i'm sure we all kind of sometimes feel like we can be of value to people and we're like well i'm just gonna scope them out and if they give me the response that i think i deserve based off of my ego then i'm gonna give them that value (laughs) Mm -hmm. and sometimes you just gotta be raw with it give out the value do things for free say things 
tell people that they're amazing and hear them not say thank you like it's fine the more you do it the better you do and and sometimes it's a numbers game like you can try and connect with four or five people and only one comes back then you know you need to connect with 10 yeah. to get two and you just like build off of those ratios and that's helped me in connecting with journalists in connecting with stores in connecting with my customers in like hiring mm. like just that kind of like where all people we all kind of need that basic like reassurance we all need support and to a certain extent as well we all want to give but it's just about like approaching it from a place of like a value exchange yeah so you're a leader obviously what does what does leadership mean for you so mm. what does being a leader in culture being a leader because you are <laughs> like yeah you know, i feel like you're leading a lot of revolutionary um movements right now and what does that mean for you do you view yourself as a leader do you consider that when you make certain decisions or is it something that just naturally you know has kind of been placed on you um i do see myself as a leader because I know that the things that I do and the things that I say and the way that I behave influence other people. Mm-hmm. And whether that be through like my family and just like seeing like through the decisions I've made with my life, my education and career, me and that younger cousin say, I don't want to become a doctor too. Mm-hmm. She didn't. <laughs> I'm not doing it. So like in seeing that, I'm like, okay, so there's a responsibility that yeah. comes with that. And then also, like, when I get young people and sometimes older people DMing me and being like, you, the things that I've read or seen about you have inspired me or pushed me to making a change in my career. I'm like, okay, there's a responsibility that comes with that as well. Mm. Um, and I think in terms of, like, how I deal with it and... Um, I think, again, it's just, like, just being honest, being authentic, and keeping it real. And and that's the kind of thing I think that pushed me at that point to be able to say, like, I have to show my L's because I can't have you looking at me. (laughs) Flo's popping on the ground. I'm going to go do that. And then when you're in it, you're thinking, but she didn't say that this was hard. Yeah. So I have to say it's hard. And yeah, I think like the full scope. Exactly. And I think that's leadership. I think leadership is is just knowing that like the effects. And I think all of us are leaders in some way. Like if if you have anyone saying to you that you're influencing me in any way, like you are a leader. And and I think Behave. I think people think being a leader means like shouting from the top and and being loud and being harsh and being brash. But I don't think it's that. I think being a leader is putting out there what you want to see others do and be. And I think also a little bit of leadership is like servitude and is like like humility mm. and is like doing the small dirty crappy things. There was no way I would have been able to like push us as a team to go as hard as we did if I wasn't there in the like imagine the us trenches <laughs> doing, just like oh guys I'm flying to LA but while I'm gone could you just go sit in the lab and make up oh, no I had to make the 100 lipsticks and be like guys I've just made 100 lipsticks and now I'm off to go and do this yeah and so you guys were like 
okay, so like, what do we need to do? Yeah. Because it was just kind of like, let's go. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Not like, oh my God, who does Flo think she is? Like, <laughs> and that's, I'm, like, I'm very conscious of that. I don't want that feeling. I've had that feeling with other people. I've had people be in like senior positions to me and they're just bitches and they're just horrible and mm. it's nasty and it doesn't have to be. It really doesn't. So, and I can testify that you, I think mean, working with you, it's really weird because you were essentially my boss, mm. but like, and I respected you and I gave you the, I felt respect for you that you would feel the boss but I didn't feel feelings that I felt with other bosses where you can't really speak you can't be yourself you, you can't you girl you know I mean? like, I, like, I can easily call for like, like listen there will be times yeah I'm not gonna lie because people know me I shouldn't even say this before I disgrace myself yeah my timekeeping be it be something her timekeeping is so bad it's not like that no, it's, be- it's better now, but you were late today. But there will be times where, like, Bookie, the meeting is over. Don't come. That's <laughs> not true. That is not true. I'd be, like, ten minutes before the meeting is over. So at least I catch, you know, the last bit. But we've grown and we've developed, so we've worked on our traumas. And, we've and actually, last time we had dinner, you were there before me. See? Look, look at that. Look at that. Got me working. Um, we're about to be rounding up soon, but before we do, I want to find out... What has been your most, your favorite or most memorable time um, mm. during building MDM Flow? Oh, my favorite time. Everything. <laughs> um, I think my favorite time was after the New York Times story came out, because that was huge. That was massive. And my inbox was popped. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you had all the PR inquiries. Oh, my God. So, this person wants to speak to you. Can you interview? Can you speak to the day? Okay, I'll put this in your calendar. Like, you need to send that. Like, it was crazy. And I think that was so fun because everything felt good. Like, we had just all the talks, all the stores started reaching out. We were booking the colors. Yeah. And it was, it was just so, but then it was thrilling because it was like, are we going to be able to do this? Yeah. Like, is this real? Are we a fraud? And it just kind of went literally from zero to hundred, like real quick, real quick. It was crazy, but it was such like that was a good time. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Like I remember, like because I I'm not gonna lie. I like when things are moving in my inbox. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing something. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, but it's down to zero. Oh wait, it's happening back. Like, yeah, literally, I'll be like, oh, I just blinked. It's back up again. But it's just such a testament to like how people were interested. And I think for me, what I loved was seeing how many people were genuinely wanted to reach out to you because people would come through me to get to you. Yeah. So yeah. even when I was getting like young people just messaging, trying to find out, we had so many people wanting to even like work with them and yeah. wanted to get like work experience and just yeah. seeing the impact it had. On them yeah. was so so brilliant so yeah we even we've got a, literally a spreadsheet of people who like wanted to apply for jobs that didn't exist I was like this is crazy it was crazy like bare CV met um okay so I next want to know do you what advice and you probably get asked this question not even probably I don't know if I actually get asked this question all the time mm. but I'm gonna ask it anyway because on this platform we advise the people what advice would you give for any young men and women who want to get into the beauty space um, in 20, it's 2019 now, you yeah. know, the, the industry's changed from when you would have got in there, yeah. but you're very much aware of what the industry's like now. Yeah. So what advice would you give them for someone who wanted to say, you know what, I want to start a business tomorrow, I want to start a music yeah. business tomorrow, what would you say to them? F the gatekeepers, as in like, don't even pay attention to them. Whatever you think needs to exist, create it. Mm. After you've created it, find your community, find ways to speak to your community, find ways to connect with your community, 
focus on your community and then focus on growing that. Like it, like direct to consumer, I know it's a buzzword when it comes to retail, when it comes to beauty. Um, but it is literally just thinking like from my heart to yours. And I think in the world that we are today, like there's so many other ways, like retail obviously it's still huge, it's still massive and it's a massive tool. But I think even if you have that in part, as part of your plan, connect with people first, like definitely do that. And, and work with all the like negative feelings and all the fear and all the like self-esteem issues or everything else that comes up, like you, you only get through that by doing the work. Anything that stops you from like getting up in the morning, designing, developing, creating, drawing out, building, whatever, like it's just not real. Like don't allow it to control you in any way. That's a word. You go for Um And finally, what is next for Indian Flow? Like what can people look forward to? Da da da! <laughs> well, we have a board here. Literally looking at the board. That has right our now. mission. <laughs> And it outlines our financial goals, but I'm going to make you guys wait um, <laughs> for it to happen. I think for me, it's like all the learnings that I've had this year, like just activating and like going into like the new season of my business, new season of my life and just everything like compounded, like putting it all into one mm. and just like seeing what happens. And I can't wait to see it either. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be right here. You know what I'm saying? Putting them to work. We're yeah. going to get it. Thank you for this. This is a brilliant conversation. I'm yeah, really pleased with the today. Going down memory lane. Yes. But yeah, back next week we'll be like back to usual, like interviewing other people in the industry. But I thought it would be quite fun. And this has been fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. This is brilliant. Thanks for it.